friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, realtors, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today, my guest is Amber Sig. Amber has been in the real estate game for a while now. She started in real estate when you still looked up listings and books and personally delivered four copies of contracts to the other agent. So you might think that that dates her just a little bit. And she's learned a lot over the years, what works, what doesn't. And she has built a very strong relational business and absolutely loves working with her clients. I know that I have a lot of listeners who are real estate agents. So thank you, Amber, for joining me today. I know this is going to be a great conversation. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I like to have my my guests loosen up a little bit. And the biggest thing that loosens everyone up is talking about themselves. And this is something that you know all the answers to. So let's start back at the beginning. Tell us where you grew up and what life was like growing up for you. You know, I grew up in Northern Colorado. I was actually born in Coos Bay, Oregon. My dad was in the military at the time, but I grew up in Northern Colorado, We moved back here after he got out of active duty service and grew up on the farm with the family, with the way my dad went back to farming with the family. And, and, you know, I used to be a huge tomboy, played in the ditches, squished the mud in my toes, ran around outside all day long. It was great. (laughs) So, um, you know, and then when I was about 15, we moved into town and just started nannying and thought I was going to get married and have. 10 kids and that's what I wanted and graduated from high school and went to work and kind of accidentally found my way into real estate and fell in love with working and fell in love with real estate. And so now we have two kids instead of 10. (laughs) You know, I I have two little kids too. Um, Mine are are four and seven. And I have to say that, well, I came from the side of, of maybe, maybe one kid, but then once you have one, I was like, oh, they need a friend. But now I can't imagine having more than two because then it's zone defense. Right now we can play man to man. It's zone defense once you get, once you have more kids than, than parents. It's uh, a little bit more, uh, more stressful, I think. So 10 kids was very ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got a little lucky on the zone defense. Our daughter was born when I was 27 and she's 14 now. So there you all have it. And our son was a surprise and showed up in 2020. So they are 13 years apart. Oh man, that is a surprise. um, (laughs) So they like to keep us going and on our toes and and they adore each other. It's it's a nice relationship and a nice bond there. So awesome. Well, so you said that you kind of stumbled into the whole real estate game. And I think that that's happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. They just kind of stumble their way into it. Tell us, how did you stumble into real estate and what made you decide to, to make this your career? You know, I um, right after high school, I took on a temp job actually uh, with a title company and, and I ended up being an escrow assistant there and got hired on full time after the temp uh, duration was up and really just liked real estate as a whole as I was seeing it from that side. I had an agent uh, who closed there quite a bit and she really just liked my organization and work style and asked me if I would come run her office for her. And she was unique in the fact that 
she sold new construction and resale, but her husband was also a developer. And so I ended up working for both of them, got a good two, two and a half years of just hardcore experience with them. I mean, on the developer side, I ended up approving plans and writing HOA uh, covenants and, and understanding plots and plans. And I, I just learned so much about all of that and legal descriptions. And, um, and then on the real estate side, she had a team of people that helped her sell. And I ended up overseeing all of that and all of those files. And, and I helped her with that team. And, and then I decided in 2000, I wanted to get my license and not just stay in the assistant capacity. We went and got licensed and decided uh, what was best for me at that time was to join 20 or Century 21 and, and get a lot more training under my belt there. And we all agreed amicably and, and I went and did that. And it was also a great lesson. And then I got my employing broker's license a few years after that. And I ended up jumping into managing a 45 agent office that just kind of came together with another agent I knew. And that was a bit much for me. That was, I was 24. You had people in the office that were two times your age in some cases who were like, this 24-year-old kid is not going to tell me how to run my real estate business. You know, and so that was a bit of a challenge, learning how to work with people that are quite a bit older and, and you're dealing with the you're the newbie, you're young, you don't know anything mindset. And uh, we just ended up, I ended up deciding, you know, what I really wanted to focus on uh, was selling. So in 2008, Six months before Lehman Brothers crashed, I opened my own boutique brokerage and I was terrified. It's, <laughs> it was very scary, especially once everything crashed, you're going, what am I doing? But, you know, I looked at my husband and I said, this is either going to be the best thing I ever did or the worst. And are you willing to just jump off the ledge with me? And he said, absolutely. Let's do it. He goes, I have all the faith in the world in you. So I had to learn how to create a business from scratch beyond the real estate. Behind all that, as realtors, we still have to have our own systems and processes and procedures and just, you know, our ideal client and our mission and our vision. And, and all of those things have to happen, including all of your branding and your storytelling and your marketing. And when Lehman Brothers crashed, I didn't really have the budget to hire other people to do that any longer. So I had to learn and I had to learn quick. And so that actually ended up being the biggest blessing in disguise for me was that was something I learned. I enjoyed, I greatly enjoy it to this day, which is kind of how OP is developing. And I oversaw other agents and coached them on brand and business and strategies for that and being effective with it. And they've moved on and, and built companies for themselves. So it's just an interesting flow and journey of things and how it all came together. And sometimes that door opens wide open. And even though you're terrified, you just got to walk through it because it's going to be worth it in the end. So. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that you, you said kind of just getting thrown to the wolves of, <laughs> of trying to start your own business that actually ends up being a blessing in disguise because it, that was very similar for me and my journey. You know, I, I had my dream job. I was, I was the marketing manager for the Rockies television station. I had a great boss. I loved my coworkers. I mean, I would go and sit, go to the Rockies game for my lunch break, you know, and just sit and watch a day yeah. game. It was a great job and I absolutely loved it. And when I was laid off, I, well, the 
DirecTV and, and uh, AT&T team merged and my position was eliminated. And so when that happened, it was, I was devastated. And I, I was, what's, what's next for me? And honestly, I think it was such a blessing because I don't know if I ever would have gone ahead and, and done the social media thing as my full-time job. I didn't, you know, it wasn't really even an option when I was at the, the TV station, but I had a great boss. And after I was laid off, I still had to work there for an additional month, but my boss was great. And she said to me, you know, Katie, I would love to see you just do social media and get back into radio some way. It was something that I was like, oh, that's, that'd be really cool. And she said, yeah, I mean, you're so good at social media. And I, I know that you had that passion for radio and I'd love to see you find a way to make those both happen. And really, you know, looking at what I do now, I did, I started my own social media agency and then I have the podcast here. And this, you know, this is just like having my own marketing radio show where I get to interview some of the best Colorado based business owners and digital marketing experts out there and have these conversations. And so Sometimes it's those those times where it feels like, oh my gosh, what am I being thrown into here? But if you, <laughs> if I, if I would have had the, you know, I don't know if I would have ever had the guts to go ahead and try this if I wasn't just thrown into it. Yeah, and I get that, and I think that happens for a lot of people. I mean, we're very comfortable in our bubble, and I think people also have the misconception that there is one perfectly laid out roadmap to success, and they're always trying to find that map instead of following their own. And there isn't a perfect roadmap to this. You have your own journey. Everybody's is different. And my job now, I am still licensed and I am going to keep my license so I can start referring my clients actively to other agents. But I have consciously made the decision in the last year that really where my heart lies now is, is in coaching and strategizing with these professionals so that they can build a business and a brand that they can share and be known for and be proud of. And I would have never seen that on my journey. I would have never planned for that along the way. And, and I think people are terrified to just take that chance and just have a little faith in themselves. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to get out of our own way, you know, hundred percent. So, um, to know this is exciting. I'm having the time of my life, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I think that that's great. And I, was there somebody you said, you know, that you're helping strategize and help helping these business owners, you know, get, get up and running. But I mean, like, was there somebody that acted as kind of a mentor for you when you were, you know, kind of thrown to the wolves and starting your business? To be honest, not really. I was kind of on my own because like I said, I started the point, you know, in 2008 on my own as a boutique. And then, you know, you just jumped in with both feet. And so don't get me wrong. I made a ton of mistakes along the way. I definitely learned what worked and what didn't. There was a lot of costly mistakes along the way because, you know, you don't have someone guiding you in that case. And so you're using the best judgment you have in that moment. And so, you know, you're taking the risk of, is this going to be a super costly mistake for me or is it going to work? And just as much as I had costly mistakes, I had things that worked really well, you know, and I've learned what those are. And now my goal is to take those things and take what I've learned of what works and what doesn't and try to help others with that so that they have a mentor of sorts. So many of us, especially in entrepreneurship on our own, don't have that mentor. And that's more what I look at this when I'm saying I want to strategize with people. I want to be their mentor. I want to help them with it. And 
I don't want them to have to go through all the same mistakes and roadblocks that I went through. I enjoy watching them thrive. I enjoy watching them grow. And so that is truly the heart of of it all for me now. And I love my real estate clients. Don't get me wrong. This was a conscious decision to make a choice to leave real estate. And some of that was health. I mean, I had my son in 2020, as I said, and I had a lot of complications from that afterwards. And I thought I'm either going to have to really work hard at getting back to the chaotic schedule that real estate is because it is chaotic, or maybe it's time that I choose a different path and really take that leap. And to be honest, I was nervous to go to my husband and my family and say, hey, this is where I think I want to go with it now and not have them all look at me like, are you insane? You're killing it in real estate. Why would you do that? And you know, and I do, I have a great client following. It is completely relational based and I built it that way intentionally. And that is how I strategize with other people. It is, it is extremely relational based. And so I was very scared of how they were going to react and, <laughs> and think that I had lost my mind. And, and instead, you know, they're like, well, we're a little sad you're leaving real estate because you're so great at it. But we will support you in whatever you think is best. And we know you're great at this too. So, you know, if you want to go help other professionals do this, go do it and we'll support you. And, and that was a big thing for me. And I think even over having a mentor, you just need people that support you no matter who it is. Yes. So. A strong support system is extremely important. I know that, you know, my, my husband is extremely supportive of me and in my business. And it's why I've I've been doing it for five years now, you know, it's, it's because I have a strong support system. You know, if someone is listening right now, who's thinking about changing careers or starting their own business or giving an entrepreneurship a try, what is the single biggest piece of advice that you'd want to give him or her as their journey starts? That mindset is everything. I call it horse blinders. You obviously need to look at your competition to say, Hey, what am I getting into? Who am I competing with? But the biggest thing that we struggle with, especially when we're starting, is mindset. You see someone else doing really well on social media, or you see someone else getting more engagements than you, or you're pitching it to friends and family and other business professionals, you know, and they're like, oh, that's such a great idea. You're going to do great at it. But then nobody's really working with you or signing up. That can become very defeating very quickly, you know? And so I would say the mindset, and as I like to put on your horse blinders, have faith in you, have faith in your plan. You know, it's just like when horses and jockeys are running a race. Almost everybody across the board trains the same way, is looking to run the best time and the best race they can run. The underlying rules are same, the same across the board. However, that individual jockey and that individual horse have a connection and they have a plan. And the reason they put blinders on a horse is so that horse and that jockey can stay focused on their race and the race they are running. And so if you can just have faith in that and get your mindset to back you, then you're going to go a long way with it. I mean, it's going to take work. I'm not saying it's not, but don't let the outside influences immediately discourage you. Keep that mindset of, I have faith in this. I believe in what I'm trying to go after. And the mindset needs to be, I need to run my race. Yes. 1000%. Yes. I, you know, as someone that works in social media, I totally get it. It can be so hard to not look and see what other people in your industry are doing and and do the comparison Mm -hmm. game. But that is the recipe for disaster and mindset issues and for 
sabotage. Honestly, it, it is a way of self-sabotage right there because you're only seeing other people's highlight reels. You're not seeing their bloopers. You've only seen what's what's worked for them. You're not seeing all the struggle and the sweat and the tears behind things that they've tried that haven't worked. And yeah. one of the biggest things that I, I tell a lot of my clients is the reason why people want you just put on the blinders on social is because people will find you and they're going to relate to you and want to do business with you. Otherwise they could yes. go do business with that other person. So you can't try and be somebody else. You can't try and show up on social media and doing other things because that's not essentially you. Exactly. Sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, you know, it is, I agree with that very much. It is a huge struggle to not fall into a comparison rut. And, and when you fall into that comparison, rut, especially on social media and another rut I find that people fall into is they'll put something up on social media and then they're thinking, okay, I'm going to get 200 engagements and, and 500 signups or, or whatever they're after. And then when that doesn't happen, they immediately go, oh, I failed. No, you didn't fail. You're just not known yet. And people haven't gotten to know you yet. And more than ever, people are looking to work with you. And what I mean by that is they're looking for someone they connect with. They are looking for someone that they can relate to. They want that personal attention again. And that is something that I feel like we very much have gotten back to even more so in the last year and a half ish. And, you know, people really want that connection again. And so it's okay if you didn't get a hundred engagements on the post. And I say, quit setting that expectation for yourself so that you feel like you failed. Just the fact that you got it up and got it out and you're following your plan of action. That's what you should be focused on. I am doing the things that I set out for myself to do. Now, eventually, yes, you do need to look at it and say, is this really working? But don't immediately defeat yourself because something didn't hit the expectation that you gave it. So that would be something I would say you want to avoid as well. Absolutely. Now, what do you think that some of the biggest mistakes that business owners make when they're trying to grow and sustain a successful business? Because, you know, we talked a lot about the comparison and the mindset. What do you think another mistake is that they're making? Not having a really clear and defined plan. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'll use real estate as an example again. You may be incredible with people. You may understand the contracts world-class, you may be the best negotiator this side of the Mississippi, but if you don't have a core structure behind all that to run your business regarding your business plan, your brand, and your budget, you will not succeed simply for the fact that you didn't build the foundation first. I mean, if you're looking at a house, the foundation is the core of it all. And then as you're building a house, you've got electrical and plumbing and things that have to be updated and upgraded. So along the way, you need to monitor those things and maintain them. And, and that's what you're going to do with those same three things, you know, brand, business, and budget. But you have to have that foundation there first. You can't just move into the pretty house and expect it all to just work for you without maintaining it or having a, a strong foundation underneath it. So if that analogy works for people, I mean, it's a little punny being in real estate, but yeah, <laughs> um, you know, but Really, I mean, we all want the pretty house. We all want it to be ready to go. But if you're not caring for it and maintaining things and updating things along the way, then it's going to fall into disrepair. And it's the same with your business. If you don't have the background working and all the work that needs to be done behind the scenes, the business itself won't stay strong. And 
And I think so many of us look at, well, that person's doing great. And we don't think about what did they have to do behind the scenes to get there? And that's really where I come in is, is I want to help you build the behind the scenes so that you can succeed. A lot of these people are great at selling real estate or being a lender or being an esthetician or whatever your desire is, but they're not necessarily great at creating the business plan, the budget plan, and the brand strategy behind it all. Something to consider. Yeah. You and know. There's, there's a lot more that goes into to a business than just opening up the doors for exactly. here. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. And since, you know, we, I always like to hear what marketing works for, for different business owners here in Colorado, what marketing have you found to, that has helped you grow your business and, and become successful with your, with your endeavors? Like what marketing works well for you? You know, while I use social media as a tool, and I think it is very important to stay in age, I've also found that just that one-on-one relationship, use the, the sphere you already have, talk to the people you already know. These people know you, trust you, and in some cases, love you, and you need to use that. And, and you don't do it in a salesy fashion. You just say, this is something that I am doing for me and myself, and I'm really excited about it, and I'm very motivated about it. And I'm not necessarily asking you to come to me and use my business right away, but I would appreciate it if you would help share it with those you know, because you do know me, you do trust me. And the biggest compliment you could give me and the biggest help you could give me is just to refer me. That's not going to cost that person a single thing to refer you and send somebody your way. And the other thing would be to get into some sort of networking platform, get into that face-to-face, get into some kind of efficient networking platform, I would say as well. Some of these networking groups tend to kind of be a coffee clutch. Everybody gets together, chats for a while, but nothing really comes out of it. They want to be sure they're getting into a networking system that has a program behind it and works for people. And even if that means you you get together with your five closest, you know, sphere influential business people that you can work with, once a week or once every two weeks, you know, even if it's five of you getting together and sitting down, have a plan behind it and how that networking is going to build and how it's going to grow. Relationships are the key to all of this for a small business to succeed. Leads are great. Ads are great. Social media is great. And it is definitely an essential part. But I would say the key to it behind all that is then how are you going to keep that networking and that connection and that relationship going? So... Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm sitting here not in my head because I know that for me, that networking was when I was back in the, the corporate world, I was like, well, that sounds terrible. Why would I want to go talk about work after work? But as a small <laughs> business owner or as an entrepreneur, it's essential for you to have that face-to-face time and talk to other people that you, you know, and not necessarily, they might not be your ideal client. But having the network of people where as they talk to their clients or they talk to their groups, mm-hmm. you know, they, oh, well, I know somebody that does social media. I know somebody that, that helps, you know, with business strategy or branding strategy or, or websites, or whatever. If you can stay top of mind with these other people as they go out into their world, that's what really will help you grow. I, I 100% agree. And, and networking, like I said, I, I never really got it before I became a business owner. But now that I am, it's mm-hmm. essential. Yeah, it is. And I would also say even use your social media. And I'm actually getting ready to launch some of that for myself. I've honestly been so busy building the background and, and starting with some clients that I've neglected my social media a little bit. 
but showcase the other people that you work with, even if they're not working with you as far as a client, if they're just a business power partner, as I like to call them, showcase them, focus on them, share it out on your page. That will ensure not only get them business, but bring it back to you as well. And they may be willing to do the same for you. And this is another way you can network and share and and use your social media. And, you know, and, and this is where someone like you is so fabulous. Social media is very time consuming for all of us, as we all know, you know, to do it right and do it effectively. And, and people need some real guidance on that. And, you know, that's where I think you're so fantastic is you come in and you're really helping a company in that way, as far as helping them run that and maintain that and guiding them down that path to make sure it's being effective for them as well. Um, but there are ways you can merge the two and, and really make it effective, I think. So. Absolutely. And and that's one of the things is with social media, I think that a lot of, you know, I don't want to take this down the social media tangent, but that is where social proof is a very real thing. You know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. like having a website. Now you have to yeah. have some sort of online, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or, or Facebook or, or TikTok or YouTube. I mean, there's so many different social media platforms out there and I'm not by any means saying that you need to be on all of them. Um, no, but you no, do need to have that you need to have some sort of social media presence just for the social proof. And like you were saying before, it's a great spot to show testimonials and to showcase the behind the scenes to, to show the social side of your business and, and give your business a face. So others can feel like when they walk into your store, the first time that they do a Zoom call with you or sit down to a coffee with you, they already know you. It's like meeting a friend, but they'll, you, know, you just haven't seen them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but you already know, like, and trust them. And you can do that through social media. So yeah, exactly. that's, like without me getting on my, my social media horse too much. No, <laughs> no, I, it's actually a big part of, of what I preach. I guess you could say practice what you preach, but it is a huge intricate part of building an effective business anymore. I, and, and you're right. I very much like that. You said you don't have to be on all of them. You know, you really do need to be strategic and methodical in what platforms are you using? How are you using them? For example, I use LinkedIn a little different than I use Facebook and I use Facebook quite a bit different than I use Instagram, you know, so like, and then of course there's blogging and all the other things that you could be doing, but you need to have a plan behind it. Don't just be like, oh, I need all these platforms. No, you need to know why you're on that platform and how you're going to be using that platform. So, and it's the same with your business plan and setting habits and setting goals working those goals backwards into daily habits so that they become effective. And I could go on about that for quite a while, (laughs) but you know, it's it's the same with every part of your business plan, branding plan and your budgeting plan. And that's why I call it brand and business strategy, because there truly has to be a strategy behind this for you to be effective. You don't just want to throw money at it. Like I was doing when I was younger, I was like, well, I'm going to give this to try, see if it works. You know, I want to help people avoid that. I want to help people to truly strategize and get themselves to where they need to be and where they want to be. So absolutely. Well, Amber, this, this time has gone by so fast, but our time (laughs) is up. I know I, I need to have you back on here to talk a little bit more because this has been a great episode. If people want to find more about you and your business online, where should they find you? 
you know, they can go to OP Complete. Um, that is actually my social media handles and my website. Um, it's opcomplete.com. Um, I also have a landing page going on right now called tipsandtools.opcomplete.com. And we have a workshop coming up on October 6th if people want to hear more about this. And I also have my newsletter sign up on there so they can start getting monthly tips and tools. Um, so if they are interested in any of that, they can feel free to find me on social media or through those website platforms. And I would love to just talk with them and, and see if I can help them out in any way. Or some people just need a little bit of advice along the way too. And I'm also happy to do that. So awesome. Well, Amber, thank you again so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. You as well. I really appreciate you having me and, and thank you so much for your time. I enjoyed it. Huge thank you to Amber for coming on the show today and and talking all things business and mindset and networking. Like I said before, the importance of, of the blinders when you are creating your business is everything. And with social media constantly in our face, it can be really hard. I know that I struggled with it. I was looking at all these different accounts and, oh man, well, I need to do a reel like that, or I need to do an IGTV like that. Or, but it really was not until I just, and it was hard guys. I, I had to unfollow some people that had become friends. I had to just put the blinders on and focus in on the content that I can provide, the content that I can create, the people that I'm uh, growing my community with over on Instagram and on LinkedIn and on Facebook. And once I did that, everything changed. It was because I was saying things in my own voice. I wasn't trying to copy what other people out there were doing. And again, when you see too many other people in your industry, you're only seeing their highlights. You're not seeing the struggles, the different landing pages or lead magnets or giveaways that they've tried to do that have flopped. And I think that focus in on your own journey, put the blinders on. And that is what's really going to help you grow your confidence on social media, but grow your business as well. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn or check me out on Instagram. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.